0: Ada Hancock and Kelly's show going to take you all the way up to 10 o'clock, but we've got to talk some pianos. Yeah, we do. I am so excited to have this guest in studio. He's in studio because he's in town. He's in town because he's going to be concertizing at the Diminell Mansion. You can get that information on these tickets, and you'll want to get them after you hear this interview. Uh, at the, uh, Let's see here. It is the dimonel.org slash events dash tickets for information for the concert with Daniel Adam Maltz. He's a forte pianist. He's in studio. And Daniel, what is a forte piano?
1: Uh, a forte piano. a lot of people think that um, pianos were always as we know them today. So mm-hmm. I specialize in playing the forte piano, which is the piano as Mozart and Beethoven knew it. And the piano as Mozart and Beethoven knew it uh, is profoundly different from the piano as we consider today.
0: And we can tell how profoundly different because we're going to hear a selection right now of Mozart's Sonata in F major performed by Daniel Adam Maltz. And those trills, that's impressive (laughs) stuff, Daniel. Uh, So immediately I noticed there's no sustain pedal uh, on the forte piano.
1: Uh, there is. They don't have pedals as on the, on the modern piano, right. but I do have knee levers, actually, oh, underneath the keyboard. So one of the, I have two knee levers, which is pretty standard for the pianos of the 18th century, and one of them does lift dampers. However, uh, you have a keen ear because uh, they did not at all use pedaling as we use it today. It was generally used just as a special effect, so they're used very sparingly. Um, but when you use them, you'll notice that it's yeah. it changes the sound entirely. How
0: would you describe the difference in the sound of the forte piano versus what we would hear today on a Steinway or something like that?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are many musical and technical differences. But to me, the most important quality of the sound is a much more intimate sound. It's, it's a, a thinner, a little bit more direct mm. and percussive um, the textures are more transparent, so it's, it's sort of a, a, a clearer uh, way of communication.
0: Strings and hammers have to be fundamentally different.
1: Uh, yes. I mean, the entire instrument is a much smaller, lightweight affair. I mean, it's made almost entirely of wood. There's no heavy cast iron frame inside. Right, the hammers are very small and delicate, with just a thin layer of leather on it. The strings are, are very thin compared to modern pianos. So,
0: are they individual strings per note, or do some of the notes have multiple strings on them?
1: That's a good question. So, it's it's two strings per note all mm-hmm. the way for about uh, I would say two thirds of the instrument, and the top third has three strings per
0: note. Yeah. Okay. So, and a lot of that evolved into the pianos that we know today. What would Mozart think of hearing his piece performed on a Bosendorfer, for example?
1: Uh, it's impossible to say. I mean, I think that he would find some lovely qualities in the pianos today. I mean, pianos today have lovely qualities. They just have different qualities. And so um, I suspect he would say, uh, this is a, a crazy, great sounding instrument. I would like to write different music for it.
0: Yeah, because you, you talk about the intimacy of the forte piano and um uh, the, the crowds, you know, in those days, they, you couldn't put a microphone on it. Right. And so I would imagine the, the people would be spellbound listening to the music. You could hear pin drop other than the music being performed. That's a different kind of experience. It
1: is. It's really special. And that's why it's lovely when I get the opportunity to play in historic places like the De Manil Mansion, because the audience members get to experience that same uh, type of musical communication that it was intended for smaller spaces.
0: The Dim Mansion concerts are going to be uh, Saturday tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. and Sunday at 3.30 p.m. It's about an hour and a half concert. Uh, tickets are available at the web- website dimandel.org slash events dash tickets. Uh, Daniel Adam Maltz, I would imagine that the audience will be fairly uh, intimate.
1: Uh, yes, it is. I think they're, they're capping at like 50 people, which is oh, wow. a really lovely experience for everyone there. I mean, to get to communicate in that way, to get to interact with the audiences and, and talk with them and, and answer questions even. Yeah, it's, it's a really special experience.
0: Shall we hear some Haydn? Uh, sonata and F Major. Buddy, you are precise. <laughs> thank you. I mean, you know, there's, there's not a missed note. There's not a bl- bl- blurred note. Uh, that's that's pretty incredible. You're, you're quite gifted.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, I can't take complete credit as these are, you know, the world of recording. We can do amazing things with editing. But, but yes, I mean, the instruments do require a, a degree of precision and accuracy from the performance. So
0: I in the account. 18th century, were these things in any sense mass produced or were they all sort of individually handcrafted?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so they were all built by hand, by workshops. I mean, there were far more piano builders in Vienna in the 18th century than there are now even. Um, but, yeah, not nearly the range of production that, you know, a, a manufacturer like Steinway could put out. So
0: a composer like Mozart who was, had achieved great acclaim, um, were, was he able to afford a better instrument or were they all pretty much the same?
1: Um, yes, yeah, someone like Mozart would have had a top-of-the-line instrument from the best builder him. most famously he had a, a, an instrument by a builder called Anton Volter who was very celebrated which is the type which is the build, uh, instrument that my instrument oh, is, that's is based cool. off of so it's actually an Anton Volter for it and the soundboard well. is uh, it's it's much thinner, but it's made out of spruce. Okay. Um, it comes from the bohemian forest. The builder sources the wood from the same forest that the uh, 18th century builders did. Did
0: so. they age them then, or did they just cut them and put them in the, the forte pianos? Uh, I'm not
1: sure of all the technical details, but I know there is a sort of process of yeah. curing the wood and making sure that it's it's suitable, yeah.
0: So what's the experience going to be like for somebody that gets online and buys a ticket? They're going to come in, they're going to have a cocktail, perhaps, or... Uh, What's the experience like at a Maltz concert?
1: <laughs> well, in this particular case, like I said, because we get the opportunity to play in, in a historic space like this, it's going to be more intimate than sort of your traditional concert hall, which is, of course, I do a lot of that as well. Um, so, you know, the audience will get the opportunity to be up close and personal with the instrument, to be able to hear this.
0: Well, it's going to be quite an experience. Again, it's tomorrow at 3.30 and Sunday at 3.30 at the Diminell Mansion, org slash events dash tickets if you're interested in going. Daniel Adam Maltz, it's been an honor and a privilege to spend this uh, these minutes with you today. Thank you so much.